0: today on 101.9 WDTM, Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Dan Gilbert's mortgage giant Quicken Loans is going public. The corporation is actually now called Rocket Companies, Inc., the culmination of a years-long rebranding campaign that is leading up to this initial public offering. What will this mean for the company and what will it mean for the city of Detroit. That's where we want to continue the conversation here on Detroit Today. And joining us to talk more about it are two people who have been covering this in a lot of detail over the last days and weeks. Chad Livengood is a senior editor at Cranes Detroit Business. Chad, welcome back to Detroit Today.
1: Thanks for having me, Stephen.
0: And Kirk Pinnow is a real estate reporter for Cranes Detroit Business. Kirk, welcome back to Detroit Today. please
1: hey, Stephen. Good chatting
0: with you. So, Chad, I'm going to start with you. Why is Quicken Loans making this move now? And what will that mean when this is a public rather than a private corporation?
1: Well, we don't know all the um, motivations of Dan Gilbert here. Um, he hasn't spoken on this himself, and, and none of the company officials really have spoken on it. But uh, the the larger strategy seems to be that they are moving beyond uh, just uh, mortgage industry. Uh, they want to do, get into other types of financial um, uh, tech-type uh, businesses. They already are. They've, they've created kind of different arms within the company that are basically just like departments that spend Spun off into companies, so they had a title in 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 in-house title company um, that uh, spun off, and 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 they had an, a in-house real estate uh, company that helped people uh, buy, you know, uh, get linked up with real estate agents. Um, that was called in-house realty initially, and now it's called Rocket Homes. So there's a f- sort of common theme that they are bu- building the company off into different uh, areas using this Rocket um, name and branding. They've also acquired a couple of, of digital mortgage companies in Canada uh, that we didn't know about until last week when they uh, filed these uh, this initial um, uh, filing with the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. So th- there is a growth strategy here uh, uh, that that seems to go beyond just being the mortgage company, mm. um, and and that that seems to be one of the major you know reasons to do this. Other major reason probably is is money uh, that you they go out and sell a portion of your company. This deal calls for Dan Gilbert to retain uh, – Dan Gilbert and his and his um, holding company, uh, um, Rock Holdings, to retain 79% of the voting uh, shareholders uh, of all the shares. And so he will have uh, immense power still uh, if the deal goes through as, as proposed. And we should probably preface that, that if it does, because sometimes companies – um, put out, uh, you know, plans to go public and don't actually do it uh, initially, or uh, it gets delayed for various reasons, or they just don't like what what, what Wall Street is uh, willing to pay, and so mm-hmm. they, they they pull back.
0: So, so Kirk, what does this mean for the the ability of Dan Gilbert, who has invested a lot of money in Detroit and especially in in downtown Detroit? What does that mean for this going forward? My friend Nolan Finley, who's the editorial page editor at the Detroit News, wrote last week that this puts a lot of that investment in jeopardy because it will have to answer to uh, a, a, a public process. It will have to answer to shareholders, which is a different way of doing business than Dan Gilbert is used to.
2: Well, it, it's it's a different way of doing business, but we also need to remember that if if he's essentially siphoning off or selling roughly one-fifth of his company or 21 percent, that's going to put a few billion dollars into his pocket to do with it as he pleases. That has zero oversight from from shareholders or a board of directors. And by the way... I mean they have the structure where he retains a lot of control even over that i mean you you need seventy five percent of the voting power to remove a, a member of the board of 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 this rocket companies incorporated, which he's effectively stacked with you know people who he knows and people um who who are familiar with him uh there's no as far as i can see you know independent board uh and uh, independent uh board members mm. um so if, if if he has an additional, let's say he's able to, let's say the valuation as one economist told us is 20 billion, that's $4.2 billion, billion dollars for Gilbert. To uh, you know, um, you know, build a couple new buildings, or <laughs> you know, create the Dan Gilbert Center for whatever he wants. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's going to make him a lot more flexible. And we also need to remember that he's been unloading his his gaming interest for the last uh, roughly year and a half or so. So he's going to have a lot of money to play with. It's mm. uh, just a matter of what he chooses to do with it.
0: Yeah. So what would you say is the way that people who don't work for one of these companies? but maybe lives or works here in Detroit what's the what's the upside of of this for all of us is this something that we should care about is it something that's going to change the way that these companies interact with our city or is this is this something that that will be pretty seamless for 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 the public kirk
2: um, well, we we spoke with someone who said that you know generally when when you have an IPO like this, it tends to create a, a, a good a good amount of wealth for you know people within within that sphere, which could have a a positive ripple effect on things like, you know, real estate values, people improving their homes, people improving their neighborhoods, et cetera, et cetera. But we also need to be sure that um, we watch out for sort of the, the the negative side of the coin there, which is what happens when some, when companies like Amazon and Microsoft go public and their, you know, local surrounding real estate market just goes to the roof and makes it impossible for people to afford, you know, afford live there anymore. Um, there's a couple different sides of the coin. It's a matter of how that comes out. The person who we spoke with said it's not likely to happen here in Detroit, but
1: It's something
0: we need to be mindful of. Hmm. I'm talking with Chad Livengood and and Kirk Pinhoe of Cranes Detroit Business about the fact that Quicken Loans, the company owned by Dan Gilbert, is going to go public. We're talking about what that means for Quicken Loans itself, but also what it means for the city of Detroit. Think of all the things that are influenced in our city by Dan Gilbert himself, or by the presence of Quicken Loans, his largest business. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us an, uh, give us a call and uh, let us know uh, what you think of Dan Gilbert's business empire here in Detroit going public. Are you someone who plans to buy stock in rocket companies? Uh, call in and tell us what you think of the relationship between Dan Gilbert and the city of Detroit. Do you see him as a force for positive change considering the vast amount of money he has invested <clears throat> from his personal bank accounts into restoring buildings in downtown and creating jobs? Or do you see him as a negative figure in Detroit who are, holds far too much power as an individual and drives an agenda that only exacerbates inequality here in Detroit? Of course, we would love to hear you from you as well if you think maybe it's a bit of both. It's really Uh, I think, uh, important to be able to consider nuance and complication when we think about these things. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. Chad, there has been a lot of shakeup in Dan Gilbert's inner circle lately we've also had the long journey that he's had back to health after the stroke that he had um, talk about those things and how they may have implications for this going public or that the 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 IPO has an effect on 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 these things that we've seen going on
1: well, one thing that is kind of present here in this in this IPO is that his wife Jennifer is has been appointed as a director to the board, and that's not unusual in family owned businesses. and And this really does take on kind of a more family structure with that. Um, and Dan Gilbert survived a pre debilitating stroke less than fourteen months ago, um, and he, he made a public appearance back in February when he was uh, our, our newsmaker of the year at the Korean. Uh, Crane's Newsmaker of the Year event, and that was about that, and a few other small appearances. He has really been out out outside of the public view for quite a while. Um, the same time, yeah, there has been quite a, uh, a shakeup, uh, within his organization. One thing that was kind of very noted is is that, um, his longtime, uh, one of his longtime deputies, uh, Bill Emerson, vice chairman of, of, of a company and longtime CEO of Quicken, was not on the new board. Um, Jay Farner, uh, uh, who is sort of the public face of the company, uh, being the pitch man? You hear his voice on on, on all the Quicken Loans uh, uh, TV and radio advertising. Mm-hmm. He kind of emerges as as a very clear number two, or maybe number three after Jennifer. Um, but um, and 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 then it, the rest of the board is kind of stacked with, uh, as Kirk noted, uh, people who are very much aligned with him. Uh, mm-hmm. People who work with work in, in the organization. There are two people who work outside the organization: Suzanne. Shank uh, of uh, Seabird Williams and Shank and Company, a uh, invest- long-time investment banker, uh, very influential uh, African American businesswoman here in Detroit, and um, she also is uh, her company is doing some of the underwriting with with you know big Wall Street banks like Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase, and so um, and then yeah, there's um, there's uh, there's obviously on, on the real estate end of his business. There's been a clear shakeup, um, and there's been lots of changes uh, as Kirk has reported. They're going to start seeing cranes this week, um, actually uh, at the uh, uh, at the Hudson site, um, and that that's you know Gilbert has made it clear. He made it clear back in February that building that that skyscraper is his number one business mission now maybe maybe that's number two uh, mm-hmm. compared to going in public but uh with the company but um um uh, yeah he he's had a couple of you know some changeover in as they're kind of trying to reassess what they what they're doing um on on the uh on the, on the big real estate build out there's still a lot still a lot there's there are planning to do the Monroe Blocks project in particular is one that's still sitting kind of idle right now
0: yeah yeah let's go to tim in detroit tim welcome to the show
2: yeah, um, I'm just curious. Dan Gilbert already has a lot of power. With a few more billion dollars, how many more politicians can you buy? And <laughs> is that good for gentrification? I mean, it seems like that would be a problem yeah. for Detroit. As I th-
0: I th- it's certainly a question that people should be asking, Tim. Uh, so I'm glad you called and and, and said that. Uh, Chad and Kirk, I, I wonder, is this maybe setting the table for dan gilbert to have more influence if that's possible on especially downtown detroit he's also now really active in neighborhoods and neighborhood redevelopment does this does this make him a bigger figure in detroit than he was before again if that's even possible well, as, I mean,
1: as Kirk pointed out, I mean, the, the, if he gets a twenty billion dollar valuation on this company, and this puts four billion dollars in his pocket before taxes, you know, he's got some money to uh, obviously pass along to his to his children and such, mm-hmm. and, and 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 generational wealth. But also, he's got money to do whatever he wants to do. And you know, at, coming out of this stroke, he talked about he went to Chicago and went and went to this. Um, Advanced uh, uh, stroke rehab center, one, seen as the nation's best, but one that only a rich person basically can go to. Um, and he came back and talked about, uh, you know, the need for a better facility like that in Detroit. Maybe that's what you use some of this money. I mean, that's what that's what a lot of the people who go public with their companies and amass even more billions uh, sometimes tend to do is they they spend it uh, uh, building um, uh, in various community um, uh, initiatives and and build out foundations I mean, just just look at um, what the Kresge Foundation does every day in our city, still uh, with the wealth uh, that, that the, uh, the the Kresge family built up uh, in the early 20th century, and so the, and Ford Foundation is another example as well. So, I mean, there's this is clearly kind of a watershed moment in the making of a, of a billionaire, um, uh, and he is a self-made billionaire, mm. and 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 that and that that could be you know this could be the most moment where some of that money does uh can you know uh, spread out uh even further into into detroit yeah
0: kirk we've got about a minute left but i want to have you address the questions of whether going public threatens quickens existence here in detroit dan gilbert has gone to great lengths in this process to make sure that it does
2: yeah he, he they they've built in um as as the free press noted astutely last week um reading a a, a couple lines in the s1 the, the the form that they filed with the sec that there's a pretty clear uh, provision within that document that in order to move the corporate headquarters to Boise Idaho or wherever Lavonia or something like that they would need a 75% um, vote of the voting stack or the vote, the voting power. So um, that it, there's a pretty strong um, clamp down on, on, on keeping the headquarters here based on the, the read of the language. Yeah.
0: Okay. Chad Livenhood and Kirk Pinho of Crane's Detroit Business. Always great to catch up with you here. Thanks for being here for this conversation. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's going to do it for me today. You can tune in tomorrow when we're going to broaden out this conversation about the stock market with Derek Thompson of The Atlantic. He is going to talk about the disparity between the stock market and reality. And I'll speak with Karen McDonald, who is challenging longtime Oakland County prosecutor Jessica Cooper in this year's Democratic primary Remember. The primary election is coming up in August, and we are beginning our discussions with candidates. Uh, We'll talk with uh, county executive candidates from Oakland. We'll talk with the prosecutor candidates from both Wayne and Oakland counties in the coming weeks. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.